Can We Have It All, a business and lifestyle podcast for women solopreneurs and small business owners, inspiring you to build the business you truly want to with tips and insights to help you flourish. Infused with positive psychology and digital marketing, Can We Have It All is the reality behind my business alongside real life conversations with inspirational women who are building their own vision of success. Hosted by me, Hollywood, aka The Flourish Mentor and Coach. Hi everyone and welcome back to Can We Have It All. Happy Monday. I am coming at you from my new office and it's super exciting but maybe not as exciting as you think because essentially I've just relocated from downstairs to upstairs. So we have just signed off on some renovation works to our house and I currently work downstairs in the bay window and there's a lot of building going on out there. So I've relocated myself up to our converted loft, which actually is totally underused, has the most beautiful natural light in the entire house and is a really lovely, serene place to work. So, so far, so good. I mean, I'm only one day in, but I'm loving it. So coming at you from this new office um, with a lovely view as I'm recording this podcast and a little update from the world of Hollywood and Flourish. I have welcomed and I'm celebrating 10 amazing women and business owners who joined me inside my mastermind this month. And we've had our first live mentoring call. We have been kicking off and the women are asking such incredible questions. We are getting over some stumbling blocks already. There's been some penny drop moments. There have been some wins and it's only really been a week. So this is making me so, so happy. Um, The mastermind is something that's going to be there and open for when people need it. Um, and ongoing. So um, yeah, I'm just super, super excited because this has been the thing that I've been waiting to deliver for a long, long time. And the Flourish membership doors are now open as well. So this is the £39 per month uh, business community membership. So if you are looking for an amazing community of like-minded women, for some accountability, for some inspiration and some learning, then the Flourish membership is for you. And I'll link everything in the show notes. So if you want to come and join us, then you are more than welcome. But on to today's topic. And today I want to talk about something that came up actually in one of the one-to-ones that I had with my new masterminder, Katie. And she was talking about blog writing and she absolutely loves writing and knows that blogging is kind of a central part of a well-rounded digital marketing strategy. Um, And she was just asking me for my kind of tips on best kind of blog writing practices. So this was the inspiration for this week's podcast um, because if you know me, you know that I'm all about you having marketing outside of social media and for you to generate an audience and traffic and leads to your business that doesn't rely solely on social media marketing. And blogging and SEO is one of the most integral parts of that strategy and it's one part of the strategy that when you do it right can kind of reap you rewards for months and years to come. 
So blogging certainly hasn't had its day, guys. You know, I know influencer marketing and social media marketing has, you know, taken over and become the focus for most people, particularly small business owners. And you know, it's a fantastic tool. But if I'm hearing you guys rightly, then we're all getting a bit pissed off with social media right now. It ain't working like it used to. It's a lot of hard graft. And for a lot of small business owners, you're not actually getting the conversion that you need to grow your businesses. So I'm really keen on you building your strategy elsewhere. And blogging is one of those things. So today, I want to share with you my guide to blog writing for solopreneurs and small business owners. And I'm going to get straight into it. So the first tip that I always say when it comes to writing a blog is to write in the first person. If you are your business, if you are your brand, if you are a solopreneur, please don't use terms like we, okay? It really grinds my gears. And actually, a lot of us may have come from a corporate background um, and you kind of might be used to kind of the royal we, so to speak, you know, speaking as if you're a bigger entity, a bigger company, you know, bigger equals better. Not in our case. People want to spend and buy into small businesses because they are that. They're independent. They are, you know, more intimate. You get a more one-on-one -on -one experience. And I think in our in our marketing, we should be reflecting that as well. I made this mistake for a long time with my business, We Blog North, and thought that it sounded more professional and more impactful for, to say we in my marketing and to make it sound like a much bigger entity. And actually what it did was depersonalize the brand. And a lot of people didn't realize that there was one woman sat behind it all, steering it all. And actually I was losing a lot of, you know, my ideal kind of client. And when I kind of made that change, and started saying me and I and my, it really connected on a whole different level. So please do, if you are your brand and you are your business, don't be afraid to write in the first person, okay? And the second part is deciding on your keyword focus. So I'm not gonna go into loads of detail about an SEO strategy here, but you do want to be picking um, a group of keywords to focus your blog post on. So you'll have short tail, which are maybe two or three words, maybe quite generic um, terms. And then you have long tail keywords. And this is more specific, more niche, probably more like four or five words, or maybe even a sentence. And your keywords, you wanna be thinking about what somebody might put into Google to find whatever it is you are gonna be writing about in that blog post. So you really need to be thinking about that keyword as you are writing your content. Now, a lot of people think, you know, you write your blog and you optimize after, but the best practice is to think about that optimization as you are writing. Now, you still wanna write freely and organically and naturally, but if you can have those keywords in the back of your mind, then you are gonna be, optimizing as you go and it makes the whole process so much more easy and much more in flow. So once you've got those keywords in mind, you can start to include them throughout your copy. Now do not keyword stuff. The days of those agencies who used to promise that you would be top ranking in those search engine results because they would stuff every blog post with the keyword about a thousand times, 
those days are over. Google does not like that or search engines don't like that. You know, it's really important, as I said, to write organically and freely first. You want to write in a way that your audience are going to enjoy and actually want to read. So for some posts, your keyword phrase might really naturally show up half a dozen times, 10 times throughout your copy. For some, it might not be as easy to kind of naturally integrate those keywords. So don't force it. The bigger picture will work in your favor if you are blogging and optimizing consistently. So if you have the occasional post that you don't feel like you've mentioned your keywords that much in, it's absolutely fine. You wanna be thinking about the bigger picture rather than each specific post as a standalone. But you know, once you've got those keywords in mind, think about how you can incorporate them in the copy, how you can use those words, how you can be using synonyms, and then bigger picture, all of your brand words too, because that's gonna increase the kind of efficacy and the SEO value across your site as well. The next tip in my guide is formatting your post. Now, it's really important when you think about your blogs that you make it readable and user-friendly. And I find, generally speaking, now all of you will have very different industries and niches and you'll have very different target audiences, but across the board, generally speaking, you wanna make a blog post really digestible and easy to read and easy to take in. So that might mean giving bite-sized chunks of information. And I find formats like how-to guides or five tips on XYZ or seven ways to do this and that or you know three things or three ways to change this, that kind of format works really well with a blog because it's instantly eye-catching. People can see the result that they're gonna get from reading it. And it really helps you format the piece to make it much more uh, digestible and easy to read. So really do think about how you can break down a really big piece of content into manageable bite-sized chunks. Number four on my guide, pick images and optimize them. So a good blog post often has some mixed media. You will know we're often visual kind of learners and visual digesters. So having a couple of images, a GIF, maybe even a video embedded is a really key part of a blog post. People like text broken up with visuals. So I always say pick a couple of good images, ideally your own unique content, or using um, a copyright royalty free service, you know, if you've got the Canva Pro or Shutterstock, for instance, and using images like that. Or the last kind of um, scenario, last case scenario would be to use somebody else's images, but you must reference and name check them and ideally link out to them as well. So that's best practice. So ideally use your own images or royalty free ones and you'll always be safe. Now, if you don't have photos or you can't think of anything that would literally support your blog post, then think about graphics or infographics or, you know, create a wonderful text-based image in Canva. Anything that's a bit more visual and dynamic will really help the readability of your blog post. And when I say to optimize these images, again, I'm not gonna go into great detail, but many people forget that there's such thing as Google image, you know, or searchable search engines that search by image. So if you are uploading your, say, images from your mobile phone, they might be called img-2045.jpg. 
If you upload that straight onto your WordPress site or whatever you use and into your blog post, nobody is ever going to search for that image, but it's going to be there on the internet, you know, and, and as that file name. Whereas if you renamed it and optimized it in line with your keywords, then that image is going to be searchable by Google as well. So if you upload that image with your with, renamed with your keywords, then you are more likely to show up in the search engine results pages for Google image and have an extra chance for more eyes to see your content. So it's a real big game changer for a lot of my clients that have just been kind of uploading their images and not really thinking much more from there. It's really important to optimize them, rename them, and resize them, okay? That's a really, really key point. Number five is the actual copy. It's the actual writing of the blog post. I always get asked how long an, uh, a good blog post should be. Now, generally speaking, again, you wanna be thinking about 500 to 800 words for your average blog post. This is enough copy that Google can scan and get a really good feel for which keywords you're optimizing and where it's gonna position you in the search engine results pages. Anything less than that isn't really enough detail. Anything more, depending on your niche and your expertise, could be a bit overwhelming for your ideal client and a bit too much. I mean, if you are writing and sharing theses and dissertations, that's one thing. But for most of us, attention spans are short. And if you were to click into a blog post that was 3000 words, it's probably quite overwhelming. If you do get into your flow and have that much to say about a topic, my little tip, break it down into a mini series. So break it down into a two or three part series of blog posts. That way you get extra content and extra posts too. But yeah, average speaking, 500 to 800 words with a couple of images and you will have nailed a good um, blog post. Number six, decide on the links. And this is internal and external. You wanna be thinking about the user journey once they're on your blog post. Where are they gonna go next? What context are you giving them? How are they feeling like they're in the right place? And that can come from link building. Now you can link out externally, and I know a lot of you will be really scared of that. You don't wanna lose your people. You know, you want them to stay on your site, and you're absolutely right. But a well-placed external link can actually build the authority and the expert that you are positioning yourself as. So if you can um, point out to a helpful resource that's a non-compete, then your audience are going to feel like they trust you and that they're in safe hands. Little tip, always make it so that it opens in a new window. So they're not actually moving away from your website. They're just opening a new window to read something else temporarily. So those are your external links. Now you're also really, really important part of the strategy is to be building your internal links as well. Now this is where you take that user within your site. So if they have re read something on a particular topic, you might want to suggest reading another article that you've written on that same topic, or you might want to suggest that they go and look at um, something else that you've written in that same area or it might be ready to take them to a sales page or a lead magnet, so on and so forth. But you wanna be keeping them within your site if you can. So a really strong internal link building strategy is super important as well. And finally, just to end this quick guide to blog writing for solopreneurs and small businesses, 
end with a strong call to action. So this might well be, you know, go and read this other article, like an internal link building, or it might be linking to a lead magnet or a sales page or inviting comments back, inviting you, them to email you, whatever it might be, you want to end that blog post with a really strong call to action. A winner for me is, you know, if you like this content and you want to hear more, or if you want to be the first to hear about my XYZ, join my mailing list. Or like I said, tantalize them with an amazing lead magnet or an incentive to get on that mailing list. And you're ticking two boxes right there for your strategy. And that's it, my quick guide to blog writing. So just to recap, one, write in the first person. Two, decide on your keyword focus. Three, format your post. So decide on how you're gonna lay it out. Four, pick appropriate images and optimize them first. Five, write 500 to 800 words on average. And a good little tip here, break it down and use headers as well. Six, decide on the internal and external links to go in your post. And seven, end with a really strong call to action. Now, to have a really effective SEO strategy, as small business owners, we want to be getting out two blog posts a week, ideally. Anything less than that just isn't enough volume to really get us noticed in a good amount of time. If you can commit to writing two blog posts a week, then you should see an uplift in traffic and potential leads in about four to six months, depending on how well optimized your posts are, of course. Disclaimer there, I'm not promising you that two posts a week is gonna to lead to increased sales. There are so many elements and you want to be getting it right. But if you do optimize your blog posts, then please be patient. It's not a quick fix result. It's not instant gratification like social media. You need to be willing to play the long game. And as I say, four to six months, you should start to see an uplift. And if you keep that consistency, within about a year, you'll be getting regular traffic and you will have leads that you have no idea where they came from and you'll find out they, they came from Google, which is a small business's dream. We want that free organic traffic. If the thought of writing two posts per week is striking the fear into you, then just think about what other content you could repurpose. And you might wanna get yourself into a bit of a rhythm with some kind of templates or structure. So it might be that one post per week is a kind of helpful how-to, and then the other post is more of a reflection or a story or a case study or a testimonial. Or it might be that you repurpose some of your social media content or perhaps a podcast, for instance, and make that a blog post. Two blog posts a week doesn't mean that you have to be rewriting the script and reinventing the wheel for every single post. Repurpose content, use what you're um, creating in other parts of your strategy and make it work for blogs as well. And then a final tip here, because I could talk about this for days is always start with the blog first. Get into a really good rhythm of creating the long form piece of content, i.e. the blog, and then filtering out from there to your social media channels, to your email marketing, and to anything else that you are gonna show up for. It's a really good tip to save the process and to stop adding extra work into your week. 
Anyway, I hope that helps. Please do not underestimate the power of good SEO and the beauty of blogging and think about how it could really connect with your ideal client on a different level to social media. I absolutely love it. I still get loads of traffic um, from my blog post that I've written years and years ago. Um, and it's something that I too am gonna be upping my game in for my new website, which has launched very recently. Um, and I'll be putting out two posts a week and listening to my own advice. All right, lovelies, have a fantastic week. Can't wait to see you, same time, same place. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you found something useful and inspiring, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review and a rating because it really helps other people hear this podcast too. And if you'd like to submit a question or a topic for discussion, then just send me an email. Find me and my business information, including how to join my growing online community of entrepreneurs and content creators over on holly-wood.co.uk or over on Instagram. All the details about how to contact me and find me and follow me are in the show notes. Thank you. Have a fab week.